Well, I'm excited. I was coming to church today, and I go like, who's preaching today? Oh, not me. Oh, okay. I'm still excited to come because we have Pastor Gary George to come and just tell us some good things from the Word of God. So let's welcome Pastor Gary. Praise the Lord. It's always a pleasure to be here at New Heart. Pastor Chuck, you're the best. Give your pastor a big hand. A bigger hand. Come on. Give yourselves a big hand, all right? It's Father's Day. Fathers, we're here. Praise the Lord. Got my sons here, Gary and Joel and my wife. Praise the Lord. Good to see them. Come support their father. Amen. It's a good thing to serve the Lord. Amen. How many of y'all excited about Jesus? Amen. How many of you know you have the best thing going? Do you realize that? Sometimes it doesn't appear like we got the best hand, but we do. Just say, I have the best hand. Amen? Some people are looking at it, looking for it here, looking for it there. Christ says, I'm in you. What else do you need? I'm in you, glory to God. When Christ is in you, all the stuff around you on the outside is subject to change because of the power of the Spirit of God within you. You have the ability to say unto mountains, be thou removed, be cast into the sea. Why? Because just say, I'm anointed. Wait, wait, when you say you're anointed, you got to say, I'm anointed, glory to God. <laughs> you got to really believe it. You, you believe you're anointed, just shout glory if you believe you're anointed. Amen? See, you ha see, when God gave his son, he gave us the best. Can I get a witness? He gave you the best, right? Now, we know uh, Romans 8.31 simply says, if, my wife says, should be since, God is what? For us, who can be against us. But verse 32 says, he who spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how shall he not with him, say freely, freely, give us all things. I'd be excited about that. How many of y'all need some things? Just a couple things, one thing, two things, a few things. He says he gives you freely all things. Isn't that a good word? Hey, you could go home with just that word right there. Church is over. We finish. Amen. <laughs> we got the word of the Lord. Well, I want to encourage the fathers today because I'm a father, and I'm a father of five. My wife, when I met her, she said, I'm going to have five sons. I said, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> well, it came to pass. Praise the Lord. She's a prophetess. <laughs> it came to pass. But praise God. It's a wonderful thing to be a father. Fathers, I just want to say this. We got to put more important emphasis on our job. We have the most important job that can be given to a man to be a father, and we got to take it serious, all right? And so as we take it serious, God says, okay, I can trust you, because why? We're changing the world one father at a time, and the father what? Has that influence to what? Deposit within the children. We have the blueprint. Just say we have the blueprint. Not, not just the, a blueprint, but the master plan, amen? 
the celestial heavenly master plan from Almighty God that tells us how to have success. We build in a house. How many carpenters out there? You wonder why Jesus was a carpenter. Why? Because he knew how to build things. He knew how to build things what? Correctly, accurately. Now, I'm an electrician, and you know, if you don't know how to wire the light correctly, I had someone say, hey, can you come and fix something? Somebody tried to wire, but didn't wire it right. It would have been better if they had not done it at all than to try to correct their mistakes. Now, the thing that God wants us to know is this, that if you do it according to his word, everything's going to be work out right. Just say amen. So when God shows you how to raise a family, fathers, he's given you instructions. So husbands and wives, you're a team. Just say we're a team. Now, not everybody is together, but you know what? Do your best. Just say, I'm going to do my best. Amen, as a father. Amen. I'm going to do my absolute very best. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't have a good example as a father. All I remember, my father was a provider, but he was very mean, very angry. And sometimes my wife says, honey, don't let the old traits of your father be in you. Say, really? She reminds me. She said, I, I see some traits. So we, we got to just say this one and say, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Not just a creature, but a new creature. <laughs> old things pass away. Just say, old things pass away. Now, you got to make a list of them old things that need to pass away. Amen? The Bible says, mortify the deeds of the flesh. You got to bury them, all right? So sometimes you got to say, wait a minute, wait, wait, that's not, that's not the image and likeness of God. The one thing I want to say as a father, the best thing you can do is to love, all right? I don't remember, my wife and I were talking, said, did you ever grow up in a home where it says you would hear constantly, I love you, I love you, I love you? I don't think I heard that. I don't think I heard that. So I try to tell myself, I love you, I love you. What? But more importantly, demonstrating love is the key. Now, what's the definition of love? We need, uh, if you have your Bibles, you should read this every day. You should memorize it because this is the key qualifier that Jesus said, this is how we'll know that we are disciples of God if we have love, love for one another. But let me tell you, the, the, there's a difference between the world's love and God's love. God's love is like this. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you should memorize 1 Corinthians 13. That's a good, good uh, uh, memory uh, thing for you as, as you're getting older. You say, oh, I'm going to play Crossroad Pub. No, read your Bible. Get the Word in you. When you get the Word in you, you're victorious. When you get the Word in you, you're supernatural. Amen? See, we're living a natural life in a supernatural way. Can I get a witness? See, when you got God in you, you have to understand the spirituality and, uh, and the duality of life, humanity and, and uh, celestial things. We, when we operate in the spirit, that's when the enemy says, I can't hang with them. I can't go there. Why? Because they go into the very presence of God. But 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through about 7 or 8, it says love suffers long. Number one, how many of y'all been suffering lately? Suffering long. 
And then on top of that, it's kind. Love vaunts not itself, it's not puffed up. Does not seek its own, not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the what? Bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love what? Never fails. Just say love never fails. Say the love of God in me will never fail. Now, I think some of us have work as we leave the service today because you have to implement this. You can't just be a hearer of the word, but you have to be a doer. You may not have told someone you love them in a very, very long time. Well, I challenge you to start saying, hey, I love you. You know, my brother-in-law, I would call him. We'd talk about sports. We'd talk about this. He'd say, I love you, Gary George. I'd say, what? He shocked me. So I started saying, love you, you know, at the end of conversations. You know, if you listen to my voicemail, I sometimes I'll, I'll leave a recording on there, and I won't answer it on purpose, especially if I don't know the person. And it says, Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus is coming again. Receive him in order that you may have eternal life. Be very creative. We really believe Jesus is coming back. We're doing everything we can to, to, to talk about Jesus, amen, to point him to Jesus because the world is pointing him to the wrong way. Now, let me just say, fathers, you have a very, very, very important job. I want to take you to a scripture real quick, Deuteronomy, because, see, build your house on the rock. When you build it on the rock, what will happen? It will stand. The Bible says the wind, the rains, and the flood is going to come, but guess what? It beat upon that house and it fell. But they that built their house on the rock, what? It stood. All right? Say, I'm excited. Why are you excited? Because <laughs> Jesus lives in me, all right? Deuteronomy, I want you to look at Deuteronomy real quick. I want you to just point out a couple of things in it so that you can be ready and prepared and edified and built up. Now, verse number one of Deuteronomy 6, now these are the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded, commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land, whether you go to possess it. See, God is taking you somewhere. Now, I remember when I was in, in church, and I realized, hey, if I'm going to leave my home, I'm going to have to follow the instructions. Now, my wife knew more than I did. She was brought up, see, she was brought up in an AME church. And I guess she learned the word, and she was, she was a studious uh, churchgoer. But me, I grew up in a Catholic church. Any people who grew up in Catholic church? Now, all I remember in the Catholic church is our Father, Hail Mary, you know. You go to confession, and you, you, you know, you receive communion. But I didn't really know a lot of scriptures. I didn't know John 3.16. You could ask a Catholic today, quote me John 3.16. Quote me John 3.3. Quote me Romans 10, 9, and 10. They might not know. If they do, wow, I'm surprised. So I realized if I was going to be a father and to lead my home and to be the priest of my home, I had to be the head. I had to lead my wife. My wife couldn't lead me. I had to lead her. She would certainly help me, but I had to get in the Word. So fathers, guess what? You got to get in the Word. You got to exemplify you have to be the priest in the home to show the children how to live a holy life, how to live a godly life. But so in Deuteronomy, it tells you right here, it says what? 
these are the things I'm going to teach you that you do when you go into the land. But let me go real quick to the verse, uh, uh, verse number seven. It says, and thou shalt what? Teach them diligently. Say, teach them diligently. Right, right, to thy children. And thou shalt what? Talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Guess what? We have a job to do. We are expected by Almighty God, if I'm going to give you children, if I'm going to make you a father, be the best father you can be. Give it all you got. All right? Now, we just looked at the NBA Finals, and, you know, they crowned a champion. But think about it. When God sees us, he's going to crown you because he says, well done. Well done. How many of y'all living for that well done? Amen? Now, when I go get a, a, a prime rib, I want mine's well done. I want it well done. I want that thing cooked. All right? I've gone some places, I've gone to Lowry's year after year, and man, it looked like that thing was not, it just got off the cat, off the, off the bone. I mean, it was still pink. You know, I want it well done. I want, you know, every day should be a well done day. How'd I do today, Lord? Did I do what you've called me to do? Did I do what you've anointed me to do? Amen? Now, Pastor Chuck, I came to your church yesterday, but I walked. And guess what? Along the way, I was planting seed. The sower what? Sows the word. I was planting seed. So if any of your neighbors got four spiritual laws on their, on their windshield of their car, or their, it was me. And I hope they come here to say, praise the Lord, I got saved. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. See, we have to be serious about our Father's business. Can I get a witness? I mean, I'm serious about... If God did something for you, what has God done for you? Has God saved your life? Has God brought you out of a hospital? Have God raised you up when the doctor said, no, you won't make it? But God says, yes, you will. Did God deliver you from car wreck? Did God deliver you from gang violence? Did God deliver you from trouble on your right hand, on your left hand, behind, before, when you used to be depressed, oppressed, needing drugs, needing alcohol, needing all the wrong things to get your head right? Did God set you free? Can I get a witness? He set me free. If he set you free, well, shout glory. Now, see, if God did something for you, I can tell you a multitude of things. How God delivered me when I was in an attic and I almost got electrocuted. There was no way I should have gotten off of that live wire. Let me tell you a quick story. Gary, I was in the attic, and I was leaving JPL working, and I was hurrying, and I touched the live wire. It went through this hand, and it went out of this hand. And I was being electrocuted, and I was in an attic, and nobody could get to me. But before I did that, I said, Lord, I'm working fast. It's around 1230 in the day. And I was working fast, Joe, and I was trying to hurry up and make that money and go somewhere else to make more money. And I was working fast, and, and I, but before I did it, I said, Lord, I just want to stop and pause and say, Lord, I love you, and I thank you. And then I went and hurry up and started working again. That's when I got, I was getting electrocuted. And I was screaming in the attic, ah, and nobody could get to me. The thing about it, I didn't feel no pain. 
The body was being shocked, but my mind would say, oh, you're in trouble. What's going on? How are we going to get out of this? Nobody can get to you. And my mind was saying one thing, but my body was reacting to the electricity going through me. I was the light bulb. And I was getting shocked, and I couldn't let go. They said, oh, you're not supposed to grip it like this. You're supposed to grab it like this so you can let go. But I couldn't let go. Just say he couldn't let go. Guess what? The Lord said an angel, glory to God. God said, let that man go. Break that power from off of him. Glory to God. And that's why I'm here to preach the new heart today, because God saw this moment. See, God had some moments in your life where you say, the enemy said, let me take him out. Now, let me tell you why the importance is that you teach your children the word of God. It's important that you get the word. Now, you got these people that are paying millions of dollars to get their kids into college. Guess what? They ought to be paying them to get them in the word of God. You know, they ought to be paying, hey, raise my children up so they can be leaders. They can be anointed, appointed, sanctified, set apart, consecrated, dedicated, saints of the Most High God. Can I get a witness? See, because the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but what? My word will not pass away. My word is going to flourish. Just say my word will not pass away. Now listen, listen, listen. The Bible says how can a young man cleanse his ways? He asks a question, and the answer is what? By taking heed thereto according to the word of God. Verse number 10 is the connection between 9 and 11. It says, with my whole heart. Just say it with me. Say, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Don't let me wander from your commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against thee. See, the enemy says, wait, if the parents, the fathers don't teach their children the word, then I'm going to sift them like wheat. They're going to be like on drugs. They're going to be messed up, jacked up, tied up. They're going to be tangled up. Why? Because they don't know how to cut them with the word, cut the, the principalities and powers with the word. Now, the Bible tells you that the word is a what? Sharp, two-edged sword. According to what? Hebrews 4 and 12, dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joint marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, if your thinking has got to be God's anointing. What the world says, oh, it's okay to live wrong and think you're doing right. Because this is the last days. See, wrong is right and right is wrong. Right? But the word of God says, look, follow my way. Do it my way. Build your house on the word. Build your thinking on the word. If your thinking lines up with the word, you can't lose. Amen? You're going to get, you're going to, hey, how many of y'all had a test lately? I mean, if you're in school. Remember when you were in school, you had tests? Hey, how'd you turn out on that test? Well, I got a C minus. Hey, we're A-plus students. Come on, just say I'm an A-plus Saint of the Most High God. Amen? So as you study, guess what? You're going to get the results that you are investing in. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because my cup is running over. See, if your cup is running on empty, guess what? It's because you ain't putting nothing in your cup. 
But when you put something in your cup, glory to God, you're going to get the results that the Word guarantees you're going to get. Amen? Fear can't torment you any longer. Some of y'all dealing with fear, guess what? Say, fear, I know someone who, who hung, bled, and died so that I could live free from you. I know someone who hung, bled, and died so that I don't have to be a worry ward. I don't have to lie. I don't have to steal. I don't have to cheat. Hey, I'm a new creature, glory to God. Hey, I'm a new preacher, a new preacher, creature, glory to God. I'm doing the work of God. Fathers, we have important jobs. We've got to point the way. We've got to emulate. We, let me just tell you. Go with me to 1 Peter 2.9. When you get it, start reading it. Because when you read it, I want you to embrace it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see that, hey, that's who I am. And because of that's who I am, that's what I can be. What does a priest do? A priest is a minister between God and heaven and people on earth. So the scripture says what? But you are a what? A chosen generation. What else? A royal. Say royal. Say it again. Say royal. Not just a halfway, but say royal. Priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people, a chosen generation, that I should show forth the praises of him who's called me out of what? Darkness into the marvelous light. How many of y'all used to live in darkness? All right. How many of y'all glad y'all moved out of darkness? How many of y'all love the light? Amen. So if you love the light, look, look what uh, Acts 26, 18 says. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, well, that wasn't Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, uh, let me think about it. He says, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision. But, Agrippa, thank you, Pastor Chuck. Let me give you, thank you. Back me up. Thank you. Okay, I wasn't, I wasn't disobedient. But I was what? Turning people from what? Say darkness to light from the power of Satan onto God that they may receive the forgiveness of sins and a what? An inheritance amongst those that are sanctified by faith, which is in me. Guess what? How many of y'all glad you got an inheritance? I mean, you got to live biblical thinking. You might not have a dollar in your bank account, but to God be the glory, you have an inheritance that's out of this world. See, if you're living according to the promises, the promises are going to manifest the breakthroughs, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the things that God is in store for you. And guess what? It's coming to pass. I remember when we first started, my, my, my son called me. He says, Dad, you did a great job raising us. And I say, really? I hadn't heard that, you know? And so he encouraged me. He said, Dad, I look around and I see people around us our age. They, they, they're doing this. They're doing that. But glory to God, we're, we're endeavoring to press towards the mark, in essence, what he was telling me. He said, Dad, I'm thankful for what you did. You know, I don't know how you did it because I was the only one working with five sons and, and, and taller than me can eat, out eat me and feet bigger than me and need clothes bigger than me. So I had to continually work. One time we would go, Joe, 
uh, Gary and Michael, they were playing baseball. One would go, I said, Donna, you take this one this way, that one that way, and I'll meet you in the middle. I said, wait a minute, this ain't going to work. We got to put everybody on one team so we ain't driving all over the world. It worked. Joel had to step up and play uh, at a higher level, and he did great. Gary did great. Michael did great. But the thing is, we enjoyed family. We enjoy having the relationship and enjoying your children. See, God will give you children that will bring joy to you. They won't bring anguish. They won't bring grief. Why? Because, say, I follow the instructions. When I was in a way, I talked about the Word. When I lied down, we talked about the Word. We instructed them. We put them in the best. You know what? Children's church is, is priceless. You got to have good children's church teachers or, uh, you know, vacation Bible school teachers. It makes a difference because why? The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. That when he is old, he'll what? Not depart from it. Why? Because look, we're here on this earth temporary. Our real home is in heaven. Can I get a witness? And when we look towards where we're going, glory to God, I have seen enough people die and enough people say, hey, did you know that your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life? We're living because of what's written, amen? So the thing I want to tell you today, that you are a royal priest. Fathers, you are a royal priest. Father, just declare and say, I am. Say it like you mean it and mean like they say, I am a royal, righteous, regal, holy, loving, sanctified priest of the Most High God. And I'm thankful. Hey, thank God. Amen. You say, well, I ain't all that. See, you just canceled out your positive confession. Come on, let's say it again. <laughs> no, but, but, but look, your profession will bring your possession. In other words, say, I got a little problem. I got a little hang-ups. But glory to God, work on them. Get the word. Amen. Put the word on it. How many of y'all got medication? Don't raise your hand. I mean, you know what? How many of y'all got pills? You got pills for this? You got pills for that? I, I, Pastor Chuck, I was over at uh, San Dimas Kaiser. And I was just waiting in glow. My goodness. They had a pill for this. They had a pill for that. They had a solution for this and that. I said, wow, from your toe to your head, it, they had something. Well, guess what? Just say, I got some pills. They call the gospels. Come on now. Hey, get the gospels. Amen. Hey, you, you got bad vision? Glory to God. It says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Glory to God. Start declaring the Word of God. When you start declaring the Word of God, you're going to see the manifestation of the Word of God. You're broke, busted, or disgusted? Say, wait a minute. Wait, hold on one minute. I know that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes, just declared, I'm healed. I'm healed, glory to God, because why? The Bible simply says it like this. Nahum 1.7 says the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those that are trusting him. You know what? One of the things I appreciate, Pastor Chuck, you sent me your message. Pastor Chuck has sent me a message at 4 in the morning. I wake up, can't go to sleep. 
Must be, must be from God. I got to listen to it. So I'll stay up, listen to it. Pastor Chuck, I didn't know you did all of that. You, 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 were, you were talking about how you, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to win this contest. I already declared myself a winner, but they didn't make you the winner. The guy said, wait a minute, I went back and changed their mind and told them to make you the winner. Glory to God. High five from being a winner. <laughs> That's great. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, fathers, I just want to tell you this, and fathers-to-be, because you got instructions. When you sign up to become a father and God blesses you and promotes you to be a father, well, shout glory because you know what? You, he knows, he trusts that you're going to do the things that he taught you to do and will do and will become because your seed is going to be blessed and your seed seed is going to be blessed because you are a royal priest. Glory to God. And because you're a royal priest. Now, you say, Pastor Gary. Say, Pastor Gary. When did I become a royal priest? I'm glad you asked. When you heard John 3.16 and said, wait, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. I believe. Just say, I believe that. When you heard of Romans 10.9 and 10, it says, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That if thou shalt confess, say it with me, say that if I should confess the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I would be saved. Well, shout glory. I believe that. Amen. What about Colossians 1.27? It says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What about John 1.12? Now, we're talking about when did I become a royal priesthood or when did I become a candidate or recipient of this great inferred blessing from God on high to me here on earth. When you declared John 1.12. What does John 1.12 say? Anybody know? It says, for as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Can I get a witness? How many of you received him? You say, I did. Well, just stand up if you did. Glory to God. Stand up if you received him. Come on. I, I, we almost finished, so you can might as well stand up. Glory to God. I received him. Glory. Hey, well, if you've done all of that, then guess what? You are conferred upon with this royal blessing. You can sit down. <laughs> but guess what? So all of this is happening simultaneously. When you are doing the Word of God and when you are activating the Word of God, then God says, you're a royal priest. They say, well, I'm not, I don't feel like it. It's not about what you feel. It's about what you know. It's according to what is what. And Jesus said, it is written. It is written. Amen. When you receive it and you believe it, then God does it. He performs it. And that's when your breakthrough happens. So guess what? Guess what? So now you have to begin to conduct yourself as a priest. Now, as a father, one of the things you're going to have to do, as a priest, you better know how to pray. My, one of my sons called me. He says, you know what, Dad? You, I, you know, you gave us the word you taught us, but we didn't do always what you taught us. How many of y'all have sons and daughters like that? You know, they didn't do everything you told them, neither did we do it. But that's why we know John 1.9. 1 John 1.9 says, that if you confess with your, your sins, he is what? Say faithful. Say it, faithful and just to forgive us of our sins 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Don't that feel good? God forgives you. Now we can go and forgive somebody who sinned against us. Can I get a witness? Now, that's a, that's a blessing for someone. That's a key that will unlock your problems. Some of you say, well, I got a problem. Well, I won't forget that person. I won't forget this person. Forgive, glory to God. Let it go. And when you do, God will bless you. Woo, you can go home with that. So, look, so as a result, God is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So, as you're hearing the Word of God, as you come aside to see what the Word of God would be to you today so that you could rise up, you got to begin to walk like a priest. you got to begin to talk like a priest. you got to begin to think like a priest because the royalty of God is on you. Do you know you have angels watching over you? Angels are watching over you. I know firsthand, not, not only when I've I seen the angel come in the attic, I've seen the angel come a lot of places. Okay, let me tell you a quick story. One night, we grew up in a pretty diff difficult neighborhood. So one night, my wife and I said, let's go visit my mom and dad. Okay, fine. So my mom and dad said, here, take my bed. Sleep in our bed. We'll go sleep in the other room at about three in the night, after midnight, say after midnight, we were all asleep. I was sleeping on this side. My wife and the two kids were in the middle. All of a sudden, through the side window comes a Molotov cocktail on fire. And there were blankets and sheets and bedspreads. That thing should have lit up. It came through the window, hit the, 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 the coffee table, the table, and bounced off and came next to me because I was the one right there. But guess what? The Lord said, boom, put it out. It should have burned up everything. And plus, when you're asleep, you don't know what's going on. You're kind of groggy. But God sent an angel and put it out. The police came and says, you know what? This should have burned up everything. It burned up nothing. It reminded me of Shadrach. Meshach and a band to go. Glory to God. Can't touch this. Amen. <laughs> you couldn't touch it. It's, when God puts it out, just say, it's out. When God declares you safe, you are safe. When God blesses, you are blessed. So realize you're a priest or priestess. You're doing service to God. So let me just tell you, praying, Tuesday night is prayer. Declare it full. Because, see, people are trying to drink their problems away, snort their problems away, sex their problems away. When you pray glory to God, God will make a way when it doesn't seem to be a way. Amen? Don't worry your problem away. Put the word on it. Just tell you, look at your neighbor and say, put the word on it. Put the, look at your other neighbor and say, put the word on it. Amen? Lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Amen? Lift up your hands and say, wait a minute. You, let me tell you, Pastor Chuck, when you pray and you praise, you stop. Time out. Like when the team is losing. Time out. Time out. Hold up. I got to regroup. Time out. So when you pray, you call a halt to the problems on your right hand, problems on your left hand. God's got your back. God will hold time. He says, okay, 
do what you need to do. Call for help. Call for backup from this side, from that side. And watch God begin to work. And when you pray, it's like my son says, Dad, you know, we didn't do all things right. But because we prayed, things begin to line up. God begin to watch over them. God begin to cover them. God begin to keep them. Your prayers, you've got to be a prayer warrior. You must. Luke 18.1 says, men, who does it say? Men ought to what? Always pray and what? Not faint. We have a job to do, man. Let's do it excellently. Let's do it majestically. Let's do it valiantly. Let's do it for the glory of God because as we do what we do for God, God says, you know what? It's time to be promoted. How many of y'all feel like you're getting ready to be promoted? Amen? How many, how many do things and say, I'm getting promoted, glory to God? See, one of the things I want to help you with is, like, like you wait and wait, wait. If this happens, then I'll be blessed. If that happens, then I'll be blessed. No, begin to, to prophesy, amen, to the degree of the proportion of faith that's in you. Start saying, glory to God. My son challenged me the other day. He said, Dad, don't put that out in the earth realm. No, that is not a right confession. I say, okay, I receive correction. You know, because why? We instructed it. A man will live good by the fruit of his lips. Start declaring, my home is right, my health is right, my family is right, my wealth, everything is coming in order. Because the Bible simply says this. It says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate. How long? Day and night. Glory to God. See, so as you put the word in you. The word begins to do the things that it's supposed to do. Isaiah simply says it like this. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it shall prosper unto the thing that he sent it and accomplish that which he purpose and please. Ask yourself, how much word are you putting out there? How much word are you speaking how much life are you speaking onto your life? Are you letting circumstances speak onto you and say, you'll never make it. You're not going to have good success. Nope, that's a lie because the Bible says, Joshua said it like this. Man, I hope you're taking notes because I know I'm speaking a lot of scripture, but as you take the word, look what it says in Joshua. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate. Say it with me. Say meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, just say then, you shall make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. That's the key. God is bringing it to pass. Now, Pastor Chuck, I remember there was a time when we, wow, we, we didn't have much. Remember your mother-in-law, she helped us and sowed a seed into us, and it helped us at a right now time. But guess what? God has multiplied onto us that we have, as the Scripture says, if you do for God, God is going to bless you on your right hand, on your left hand, behind and before. Why? Because you're doing the Word of God. And when you do the Word of God, you're going to be valiantly, victoriously successful. So begin to speak things. I know some of you are looking for jobs. Some of you are getting new jobs. Glory to God. I remember what was the time. Pastor Chuck, I got in trouble. 
I was doing something on the job. This guy was saying, hey, come on, let's go play a game. We're supposed to be working, but he was the lead, so I had to follow his instruction. All right, man, come on, hurry up. Let's do this. We're playing ping pong, all right? And so they said, hey, you guys were playing ping pong. Well, you should have been putting that 480-277 fixtures up and lighting up the campus. I said, oh, well, I was following the lead. He was a lead. I was just following him. He said, well, y'all got to go home. We'll tell you what we're going to do to you tomorrow. I was so worried. I was so afraid. I was so scared that I didn't know what to do. And the Lord said, stand up on your feet. Rise up. Begin to declare they're going to bless you and not, but not fire you. They should have fired you, but, you know. But, but God gave me a spirit of boldness, Pastor Chuck. Just like when you see somebody that might be sick, let me pray for you. Come on. So, so what happened was, I say, wait a minute. I'm getting off my knees. Why am I afraid? It reminds me of Exodus 14, 14, and 15. He said, the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. But I was the one who made the, I was the foolish one. I should have been doing my job. But God gave me a spirit of boldness. He says, tell the people to go forward. Didn't, he, didn't Moses, he said, Moses, why are you crying to me? Say, get up. Tell the people to go forward. Just say, go forward. How many of y'all feel y'all going forward? How many of y'all been going backwards too long? I mean, you've been going around and around and around. Today is your day to go forward. Today is your day to go up and not down. Hey, man, it's your day of victory. It's your day of breakthrough. It's your day of miracle. Just like I'm touching God. That woman said, if I could touch the hem of his garment, I'd be made whole. So I got up and I said, hey, you know what? They not firing me. I need this job. I got too many miles to feed. I came back the next day and said, oh, we ain't doing nothing to you guys. And by the way, here's a race. Oh, glory. <laughs> See, listen to God. God will show you. Even when you're wrong, he'll make your wrongs right, won't he? He'll make your crooked path straight. He'll make your rough places smooth. He'll make your uneven ground level so that you can go on the other side. Say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm appointed by God to do good works. And I'm glad because my Savior is with me. My Savior is for me and no weapon. Say it like this. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Because the greater one lives in me. Well, shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So remember, you're, you're a priest. So if you got to go get you a little crown and a cap and gown, that's all right. But envision it in the spirit realm that God has really blessed you and God really loves you because God has a plan for you and for your family and for your family family and your sons and generations to come. Because why? Let me just tell you, as you come faithfully to church, Pastor Chuck, we've been, I've been in church 40 years, been saved 40 years. Sometimes we would come, when I met Pastor Chuck, we lived in Orange County, past El Toro. And we would drive from there all the way to Pasadena, not once a week, not twice a week, sometimes three or four times a week. I don't know how we did it, but God says, because you've been faithful. Just look at your neighbor and say, are you faithful? If you're faithful in the things of God, watch the doors God opens for you. Watch him. If you're holding up Pastor Arms, uh, Chuck's arms, you know what? Like Aaron and who was the other guy? Oh, thank you. I just attest. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. So he, they lifted up his arms, right? 
So as you're helping to lift up the arms and let the people get fed, then guess what? Blessings are coming on you. Just then coming to church today, just say, I'm going to get my blessing. Amen? So God is going to bless your days bigger, better, greater, grander. You're going to have less heartaches, heart pains, and uh, trials and tribulations. Why? Because you got the word. And because you got the word, God says, hey, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply. Even in the time that you have, he's going to give you qualitative time. Now, there are people who live a long life, but they live a life that's long because it's what? Full of pain and full of anguish. But God says, I'm going to give you the sweet savor of a good life because you're doing the work of the Lord. Now, I'm going to leave you one scripture, Luke 2.49. Jesus said, how is it that you look for me? Don't you know I must be about my father's business? I want to charge you, be about your father's business. If you're a father, be about your father's business. If you're a mother, be about your father's business. If you're a child, if you're a saint, if you're a single, be about your father's business. Amen? What is your father's business? Your father's business is what? To seek and to save that which is lost. If God is going to give some of y'all new songs, new books, new ventures, new businesses, why? Because the Bible says the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him, that he may show him his covenant. How many of y'all ready to see new things? Pastor Chuck, I'm done. God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine on you and give you his wonderful peace. Amen?